You're listening to Hello Francis, a podcast for curious creatives and nano entrepreneurs who seek knowledge, purpose, and community. Hello Francis is brought to you by the creative firm and solutionist agency, Francis Roy. Our lineup of guests, friends, and mentors candidly share their diverse wisdom and experience. We do all of this in less than 30 minutes. Let's get started. Hello, you're listening to Hello Francis. I'm your host, Chantel Dedeke, and this is part two of our virtual happy hour series that we are doing um, during the COVID-19 crisis. It's kind of changed the workflow for a lot of our friends and our clients and ourselves. And so we're so excited. I think we've got all new people except for Jonathan, who honestly, we just are, we're a pair now. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We might as well, I'll just ask if you get into a meeting or I'm just be like, we're just bringing, I'll bring Jonathan. (laughs) It's like Velcro at the hip now, right? Yes. Yes, which I like. Because Jonathan tends to know everything that I don't know, which is very convenient for me. So, and we're here and we're happy hour with our friends. Cheers. 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 So, the last time we did this, we just kind of made it really casual and we were just, you know, open form talking about, it was a little bit new, I think. A lot of folks staying at home and social distancing. And now we've had about a week. A little bit more than a week. At Francis Roy, what, we're almost two weeks. Friday will be two weeks for us uh, that we've been work from home. And I just want to say, how are y'all keeping it together while you're stuck at home? How are Mm -hmm. you guys doing? It's hard. It's hard. I think it's lonely when you're used to being out interacting with people all the time. And um, then, then you're not. And for a really good reason, right? But even though, like you, I'm on a lot of video conferences and group, uh, not as many group video conferences, but it is, it is almost like I'm looking forward to actually seeing another person, uh, even if it just is on video conference. But oddly enough, I do think we're getting a lot of work done, which I would have doubted before actually experiencing the, the, the virtual environment. So that's a plus, I think. But I, I do think it's a pretty lonely uh, time for the country and for our community. I totally agree. And, and actually, I'm being a horrible host here because I'm not introducing any of these lovely voices. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, y'all, how you doing? And I think <laughs> because I talked to some, we, we talked to so many of you guys, it feels like a continuation. Sometimes it feels like these virtual conferences are just like, oh, hey, I just talked to you, you know, yesterday or whatever. How you doing? But our listeners don't know who's here with us. Uh, so we'll go around. You can't see the lineup. So I'll just call you out. Sean, will you introduce yourself to our audience? Sure, yeah. I'm Sean Tomasello. I live in Miramar Beach in Sandestin. And I'm a retired biotech executive. I sit on uh, four public boards and two private boards. And um, I'm also in a a business adventure with my family. We're going to open up a uh, fine art gallery and pottery studio when the time is right in Destin. Perfect. And I think that's a good segue into Jason Lindblad, if you will introduce yourself, please. Sure. Yeah. My name's Jason Lindblad. Uh, Sean is actually my mother. Um, but uh, <laughs> I am an illustrator and artist, but also um, owner of Jay Leon Gallery, which is opening in Destin, Florida. Um, it's a new art gallery, an eclectic mix of art for the area. Um, we're trying to make it obtainable for all walks of life so that anyone can come in and 
access, you know, art. I've been an illustrator pretty much my whole life. Um, I used to work for GameStop for about 17 years and work for Pottery Barn for a little while doing um, interior design work and brand management. But now I'm a full-time illustrator and working on the gallery venture and um, really looking forward to opening up when we get through this and uh, get everything going. But yeah, that would be me. Awesome. We're so glad you're here. And Todd Wilkinson is with us as well. Todd, if you want to introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. Uh, for those of you that don't know me, um, I am a real estate agent with Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate here uh, in Destin. I've only been doing that for about two years. I have been and still am an environmental consultant and have been practicing that for about 30 years, helping folks with a variety of environmental issues like wetlands and danger threatened species. I get I like to say I get to play in the woods and people give me money to do that. I truly enjoy this area immensely. I'm also active in the Destin Rotary Club, which is where I know Jonathan from, and part of the Maddie Kelly Arts Foundation board uh, with both Chantel and Jonathan now and Sean previously. So it's nice to see everybody. Yeah, we're like old family and friends, uh, a lot of us, which is awesome. And we have Shay Smith with us as well. Shay, can you introduce yourself to our audience? Hi everyone, I'm Shay Smith. I work for the Center for Sales Strategy and we also have two divisions called Lead G2 and another one um, called Up Your Culture. And I am the marketing person for those companies and we help companies improve their sales performance through whether that's sales performance and sales training or inbound marketing and sales enablement or helping companies improve their company culture. So um, I live in Santa Rosa Beach and I have been in the Destin, Santa Rosa Beach area since Oh, I graduated from college in 2010. So um, I call this beautiful place my home. So that's me. Awesome. We're, we're glad to have you. And Jonathan, you can introduce yourself, but at this point, you're like a co-host. This is like three in a row. So I know I like recognize it. me by now. <laughs> but I am Jonathan Jernigan. Like many of you, I've lived in this area my entire life. And uh, I own a WordPress website development company. And uh, we also focus on Google optimization, like Google SEO and ads. Just happy to be back for the third time in a row. Hopefully this will be a continuing thing. Awesome. And Kelsey is joining us from Japan. Hi, my name is Kelsey. I am the marketing manager for Francis Roy. And Hill? I'm Hillary Durso, and I'm the content director at Francis Roy. So that, I, I love that it's taking us a little longer to introduce people because we have more people like coming in um, each week and this is our second one. And are we all currently work in a work from home situation? Yeah. Yep. I think yes. so. Yeah, so everyone's work from home. If you have pajama bottoms on, raise your hand. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I told Hill, I said, I saw this funniest thing today where they're calling it the work from home mullet. And it's like when you have shorts on, but a blazer. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's funny. That's clever. I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, right. good. These little bike, uh, biker shorts, but then like a blazer. I'm like, I think I would just wear that. It's a good look. Good look. I like it. So we were talking uh, a little bit before about how you're keeping it together while you're stuck at home. Do we feel stuck? A little bit. I guess I'm, I'm like this much introvert, this much extrovert. So it's not really that hard for me to stay home. And um, the new Animal Crossing game just came out on Switch. So I've been playing that. And that's been keeping me sane. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> awesome. I love the I'm right there with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we we actually bought another Switch because my girlfriend and my son are home. So we're all like trading off the game and playing it mm -hmm. back and forth. It's super fun. So like that's awesome. just 
making the most of the time. It's good timing. Yeah, it, I it think totally the, is. It, it was perfect timing, and the internet has exploded with Animal Crossing, basically. So it's quite interesting to see because you're stuck on a, an island in the game, so that I feel like it's quite appropriate. Right. (laughs) I'm going to check that out. So my daughter tried to buy a Nintendo Switch like right before this and they were sold out. But I think that was kind of right when some people were already starting to social distance and it really wasn't like in the mainstream that, you know, everyone was really doing it. So things were already trying to get snagged up. I'll tell you right now, we have six adults in my house. I love them all dearly, but um, about 50% of them play video games. And I need them to not do that while I'm working. Testing your broadband (laughs) with? Yeah. They are draining my ability to be productive. Yeah. Is it the noise from the games or is it um, just their reactions or all of the above? No, it's because they use all the internet. That's so funny. So funny. (laughs) Killing me. I was just going to say, I to um, add on to what Sean was saying earlier about human connection, I feel like I was just talking to Chantel the other day about, I was like, I don't know why, but I'm more exhausted than even when I was going into work. And I was like, what is this? Like, why am I so exhausted? And Chantel was like, well, you're extremely extroverted. You get your energy from other people. And I've been so isolated that it's like, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. So we've like upped our Google Hangouts for each other and everything (laughs) because I'm like, why? And it makes sense. Definitely. Okay. So your extroverted friends are not okay. (laughs) Talk to us. Yeah, (laughs) we're not okay. We're tired. We're going down. So these are all the struggles that we're dealing with. Um, (laughs) Hillary shared this hilarious video with us all today. And it was basically the diff, like, I think work from home would be perfect if technology were perfect. Right. And yeah, and it's just, it's so funny, all of the little struggles and kinks that we're all working through. Uh, Shay, we were just on a, a coffee chat yesterday morning and it was like, you never really know who's gonna have a shot. I was in a, what I consider to be a very rep- uh, important recording the other day and I got this message across my screen that said, your internet connection is unstable. And I thought- Yeah, I keep getting that. But oh. I think it has a lot to do with like, my whole neighborhood, everybody's- working. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, and like all, all of the from home, and yeah. the kids are going to school from home, and teachers are teaching from homes. Oh, I'm surprised that Zoom hasn't gone down to tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now might be the time to like. I saw Jonathan where you shared that Calendly <laughs> is offering a Zoom integration for free right now. Uh, that was such a cool tip. Uh, our agency Did that again? Jonathan uh, shared a. Um, well, Jonathan, do you want to discuss you? You unpack that. You're much better at that than I am. Sure. There's a online booking like calendar plugin that you can use like on your website and you can send it an email and stuff called Calendly, like calendar, but L-Y at the end, Calendly. And I use it a lot and um, I have people that book through it all the time, but now they have basically a, a paid feature that was automatically setting up a Zoom meeting room for you that's free for like the next, I think it's 60 days or something. Wow. So like when somebody books your meeting in Calendly, it, it automatically emails them the Zoom info and then you don't have to bother setting it up either. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it is great. Okay. That's cool. Thank it's you. Cool. And it kind of like um, integrates right with your Google Calendar also. So. Yeah, it's really cool. I use it because um, on my website, I offer like a, you know, an, an initial discovery call. And what it does is it checks against my personal calendar and my business calendar. And then it just blocks off those times. And then people cool. can kind of see what you have available and you can set thresholds of like 
I need an hour between calls or, you know, like I don't want to take a call at eight o'clock in the morning, but I'll take one at 6 p.m. Whatever you want to do. It's, it's really cool. Love that. Very smart. Well, awesome. Thank you for that. We, uh, the agency started a new Facebook group this week called Marketing Professionals of Northwest Florida, because I know that we're feeling this, but our marketing friends are feeling this as well, that we're as busy as ever with crisis communication statements, with just kind of, um, helping our clients or the people that we work with, like transition. We felt like we really needed a support group. <laughs> so we created this all, uh, a great group that's had a lot of um, engagement and interaction. So definitely check that out on Facebook, uh, everybody listening. But I I'm curious, you guys, because I'd like just to have a really positive conversation too, not just like how things have changed, but what's one positive change that you've experienced through this work from home process and transition? And the crowd goes silent. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I, will, I did see one really, really positive thing this week. And, you know, in, in, in my business, when you get ready to launch a new product or uh, a new process, it's, te it's traditionally been very face-to-face -face and personal intensive kind of process. And honestly, for a long time, we've needed in our industry to really start embracing technology more. So it has forced companies and marketing departments to really, really think in a more contemporary way of how do you engage people in a digital space versus face-to-face. -face. Um, because most of us do get our information, a, a huge part of our information in a digital space. So I think it has really forced some dinosaurs like myself and other people to think out of the box and become more contemporary about how we engage and communicate and influence thinking. So I have seen that happen in a big way this week. So I was like, wow, maybe that's a silver lining here. To tie into that, I was going to say one, one thing that I've realized, and I don't have a specific example, is how quickly we can all adapt both as individuals and as businesses. Like things solutions have popped up to all of the problems that we've encountered over the last week. And I didn't, I'm sure there's, there's tons of businesses that have been severely affected, but for us in the creative space, it's really fascinating to see how much we can actually do without seeing people face to face. Whereas over the last week, I probably would have been to six or eight different meetings that now have all been conducted online and still just as effective, arguably. So it's fascinating to see how those processes can kind of be evolved. And I think, I think in the long run, um, for those of us that have kids in our education systems, um, this uh, rush to get online and adapt to the new reality that our children are going through is actually going to push our education system forward. We're going to be able to reach more kids in different locations, more remote locations, without forcing them to travel to schools anymore. And I'm, I'm thrilled that this, this has occurred so quickly. There's going to be bumps. There's going to be uh, some rough spots. But overall, I think that one of the silver linings in this is that our education system is going to be better for it. Very interesting. I think it's certainly bringing to light a new definition for tools and resources for our children and the prioritization of those tools and resources. I've seen a lot of schools handing out uh, laptops and computers and, you know, in place of, of books and all of that. And it just kind of makes you wonder like, why hasn't that been done already? Why haven't we made that transition? Everything else is very uh, and, and, uh, online and um, uh, highly technical. If we're really teaching them the future, why haven't we made that transition? So that's a really great point. Jay, I know you're educating a little one at home now and balancing like a huge schedule. How are you holding up? 
Um, well, I'm, it's interesting to hear everyone and what they're saying, what they're transitioning to, because my company is 100% remote across the country. So I have no coworkers that I ever, I mean, I think I worked here at this company for four months before meeting anyone in person or even video calls or anything, nothing. Uh, I was like, is this a real company? <laughs> and, um, and then I didn't, meet, I didn't meet the full staff for another year. Like, so we have 38 employees. So the, the shift is different in my world. It's more on like a personal note because you, I stay very involved in the community because that's my way to stay involved. Like I'm, you know, on boards and events and um, teaching dance and that's what I do to stay involved. So I've had a shift like getting out of the house. For me, that's getting out of the house um, because I'm at home working from home all the time. So when my son pulled out of preschool, when all this started and I was like, oh, I already work from home full time, but more than ever, am I putting more messaging out? Like you were saying, like more messaging, I'm doing more stuff where we're revamping so many of our resources for our clients right now to help them. So I'm like working more and I have a three-year-old at home. And so I think for me being more intentional in my personal space, okay, like I have to get 20 to 30 minutes of exercise in, whether I walk around the neighborhood with like music blasting, or I do like an online workout for 30 minutes or my friends dance class via Zoom, right? Like I have to get something in. Also being more intentional about like how I eat, because I think that really affects our, our mental state, you know, and, and when we're kind of locked in our house and we're not used to being like being intentional about that. So, and with my three-year-old, just keeping him occupied so I can focus for like more than 30 minutes at a time has been really challenging. Um, now he's a good three-year-old and I know everyone says that about their kid, but he's pretty self-entertained, but you know, I've always said I will never be a homeschool parent. I'm just, it's not in me. I don't have that desire to do that. And it's, like coronavirus said, hold my beer. Here you go. Let's <laughs> okay. about that one. Well, it's exciting. I, Jason, I'm really interested in hearing how work from home is going for you because your work is so in this creative field. Uh, first of all, where can people see your, find your art? They can find my work on my website. Unfortunately, the galleries that I have my work in are closed due to the virus, which is very unfortunate because a lot of being an artist is sort of schmoozing with the customer, you know, and, and being face to face with your customer and interacting with your audience um, and talking to them and explaining what your work is and being there with them and talking through the process with them. Um, so it's unfortunate that you're not able to do that, but you can find my work on, on my website, which is jleonstudios.com and it's available there. As far as, you know, the way this situation has impacted my work from home situation, you know, I'm, I'm able to work from a home studio. I, I have a drawing table and iMac with a Wacom tablet. So i have been working on stuff based on the coronavirus and stuff like that. So I've had plenty of inspiration to draw from and things like that. So I'm still trucking there. So I'm good to go. I've seen her work lately. I love it. Mm, it's so good. I love the piece with Madonna and you're like, don't cough or whatever. Yes, that's oh, what yeah. I <laughs> I'm obsessed with that. It's so good. I think, yeah. I think Jason, you should do like live drawings that we can all tune in and like learn and kind of. Oh. You know, I have, um, I have several people from that I used to go to school with that do do that. And uh, I have not figured out how to set that up, which I need to probably get in there and dig in and, and figure out how to do those live drawings. Because 
I, uh, I do a lot of work on Photoshop and I'm sure it's easy to transfer that through the computer. So I, it's probably some easy program to do. I've just mm -hmm. never dug in there and, and looked at it. Definitely. We'll add that to our list of things to do uh, for sure. Cause I think that would be a really cool way to communicate. Todd, you look like you have quite the setup there. We just have an office in our house that we work out of on occasion, so um, it's not a big deal. Real estate is easy to work remotely. Uh, we do so much digitally now. Um, we don't have to have in-person signings. We can have closings that are remote. So, you know, it's easy to work from home. Uh, it drives me a little crazy. Uh, for working for so many years uh, in a business environment and going to an office, moving to real estate, I still like to go to the office because that's just what I've done for so long. But now, you know, working from home, it is what it is. Uh, I can do this, but it is interesting spending, you know, almost 24 hours a day with your family trapped in the house. You know, we were talking earlier about, you know, do we feel trapped or anything like that? It's, it's, it's only because we have nowhere to go. Uh, you can still get in the car and take a drive and ride around and get out of the house. Nobody's telling you not to do that, but we have no destinations. So we, tend to sit at home right now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and speaking of folks that are used to working from home, Kelsey works for home for us. And we love that Kelsey's in Japan because it, it makes us feel like Francis Royce 24 hours, which then it, it kind of is, <laughs> which is nice. But I, I'm kind of curious, and Sean asked this question of you, Kelsey, before we actually started recording, mm -hmm. but how are things in Japan? Yeah. Um, Japan's kind of business as usual right now, which is kind of weird for me to still be going out when, you know, everyone around me on like the social space, because that's who's around me right now. My family back home, friends is kind of in lockdown. So we've kind of been doing the same thing. We've been staying busy. Um, I started school when this whole thing started. So I'm working on my master's program. So I'm kind of busier now than I was before this all started. So it's, it's definitely a different situation than I feel like a lot of people around me are experiencing because mm -hmm. work is business as usual because I'm used to working from home and I'm like I said I'm actually busier so things are all good over here. Well that's great to hear that you're doing well and I now I feel like we have some work from home veterans like <laughs> I'm, I feel like there's like half because I, I don't work from home and I have a difficult time working from home but I'm working from home right now obviously and because I, I like being with my team I like the collaboration piece this is forcing us in a different kind of ecosystem but a lot of you work from home even without this crisis what are your favorite work from home hacks or tips what can you help us we need help <laughs> <laughs> What really helps me is instead of writing a to-do list, mark your time with what you're doing when, and like mark breaks, mark when you're going to work out, mark what you're actually working on at a certain time because your to-do list still, it grows throughout the day and it changes or whatever. So mark, and obviously leave time for things to come up too, but projects can also go way over time. So give yourself a limit too, like work on this from this time to this time. And then move on. If you need to come back to it, do it later when you have that free time. But working in like time blocks rather than just from a to-do list helps me so much. It's a great tip. I, I agree with that. And like um, setting boundaries on your work. Also between work life, like my desk is in my room. So I don't work on my bed. <laughs> um, I don't like sit and watch TV when I'm at my desk. I'm at my desk. Not that there's anything wrong. Some people can sit on their couch and I have coworkers that sit on their couch. But 
also setting boundaries with people like that need access to you. So um, if people text you, I need to talk to you. You're like in the middle of a project and you've got to focus and you're like, hi, can, can we talk in an hour? Or hey, can we set up a call tomorrow? And um, a lot of people that I work with locally have noticed that about me since transitioning full-time work from home is that I'm very specific on setting boundaries and when because I still need that focus time and you're not in an office like hey can we meet in 30 minutes or whatever you're not like that and people just think they always have access to you since you're they don't really think you're working because you're at home right so setting boundaries on your work schedule but also with people that you're collaborating with so you don't get interrupted all the time I think that's one of my biggest things is like interruptions from people just wanting to talk or you know stuff like that yeah that's a great tip um, one that I have honestly not uh, been very good at um, managing for myself. I think the one thing for me is the first couple of days home, I felt a little bit depressed, which yeah. shocked me. I, I was like, why do I feel so down? And then I got, I have to like get up and get dressed. Mm -hmm. I need to get up. I need to get dressed. I need to feel like a human being. I need to like kind of act like I'm going to work and then physically go to work and then kind of let my family know that they don't actually have access to me all day. Yes. <laughs> Which is quite sad because they're all here and they're hanging out and they're playing video games and like doing all this cool stuff that I want to do. But mm -hmm. I'm in here with the door closed and, you know, and working. Um, so I don't know. I have a question here about staying organized with teams. And earlier when Sean was sharing, she called herself a dinosaur. And Sean, in my opinion, is just like a badass. There's no way I would ever. Badass dinosaur. She's okay. a badass dinosaur. <laughs> and she's mentored me a little bit um, over the last year, which I've been so grateful for. But one of the things that I feel like, uh, it's such a powerful thing that you bring to the table, Sean, is your ability and your experience with leading teams in a very difficult industry, I think. And do you have any advice for those of us that are still trying to lead teams in this new environment? Wow. Yeah, I, I would say and it, it's a little bit of a cliche, but I think it's really important is to be out front, right? And just be very authentic with your teams about what is hard about our new reality. And like, we're just talking like right now amongst each other about how different people handle it differently. You know, the introverts are like, yay, I never have to see anybody. And the extroverts are, are dying on the vine because they need a connection. So I, I think just being really authentic and upfront and being present for your team so that they're not feeling like they have to hide whatever either struggles or, you know, some people might really love their new, new reality and see positives out of it. So I think just staying connected and, and being honest about some of the struggles and the new, I don't know if I would call it a new normal yet, but you know, you have to find your way and morph into a, a, a new business model. And nobody wants silence from a leader, right? They, they wanna know what's going on. So I think that's really important to be present and be upfront. That's really great advice. And I think advice that we all need to hear right now too, that um, it's so easy, easy to be disconnected because we are disconnected, but we need that connection more than ever right now. All members of our team do. And I, I need to do a better job of that as well. Mostly when it comes to Kelsey, because she is on the other end of the spectrum for me. And so I try to do a Monday email to connect with my team and just say, this is what I read over the weekend, or this is what's really standing out to me. Are you guys okay? Do you need anything? And that re email is for the whole team for sure. But 
it is mo it's really for the people that I don't get to connect. Like Hillary and I, we we like collaborate every day. We're we're very symbiotic because I think we're together so often. But for your folks that you're disconnected from, it's a little bit more difficult. One thing that I find really useful talking about that kind of ties in with like staying connected, setting boundaries, all sort of rolled into one package is in, I think, Gmail personal and also the business suite, you can do a schedule send on your email. Mm -hmm. And that is incredible because there's so many times that I find myself thinking, I need to reach out to this person, but the, the person on the other end, I know is somebody who's going to call me instantly as soon as I send the email. So I'll schedule send it for like the next morning or like, you know, a couple hours later so that it gets off my mind. I can knock it off the to-do list, but then I'm still engaging with that person. And then, you know, when I'm laying in bed and at 9.30 at night, I don't think, I don't think, uh oh, I forgot to reach out to that person and you stay connected. So that's a tool that I use all the time. And especially if I'm sending an email at like, you know, some super odd hour and I know the person on the other end is going to think, what were you doing up at? 1137 working on my website hmm. um, do that it's, yeah, it's really cool sounds like hmm, no, that's so. funny because that reminds me of kelsey and i i feel like kelsey probably gets email. so many emails at 8 a.m from me every morning because <laughs> i do that y'all aren't getting emails all night <laughs> kelsey's gonna sleep at 9 p.m but i know she'll respond <laughs> yeah yeah if i send it i know she'll respond and it's like that that's the default one in gmail it's like send tomorrow morning at 8 a.m <laughs> yeah yeah i use it all the time <laughs> I need to do that. I, I do have like boundaries on my email signature. That's like, I'm only, I check emails three times a day. That's like gone out of the window right now. And I think people know, like I'm almost too responsive. So I don't yeah. know if I'm going to transition back to that. I don't, you know, transitioning back is a little bit scary, but Jonathan, those technical tidbits is why, are why you're on, you've been on the last three podcasts. I love that stuff. Yeah. That like, processes and like procedures like if I could get away from designing websites and somebody could just pay me to like consult with business processes I would totally do it that's so cool I just downloaded an app that I think you would really like Jonathan I'm, I started a, uh, a course through Yale University with Coursera about the psychology of happiness I don't I feel like now's the time for me to figure out if I'm happy or not I can't tell but I think if I'm happy right now I'm probably happy normally so it's probably okay but it, the app is called Rewi, it's R-E-W-I, and it is uh, so cool. It really is like a research and strategic, a bit of strategy or a bit of research for Yale University about what makes people happy and are they happy. And a lot of people are doing it right now and it gives you like a happiness score. I think that that's so interesting. So we'll, we'll finish up with something fun here because I just feel like we could talk for her and I, I love this group so much, but what's your favorite thing on the internet right now? Oh gosh. Oh Lord! It's not the push-up challenge. No, girl. It ain't. <laughs> and you know what? I'm so glad that my people know me enough. I've not been tagged. I'm just gonna time. say, oddly enough, no one has sent that no. to me. No, thank you, friends. Thank Don't you. Tag me. <laughs> hey, I love what you shared. It was the push-up popsicle. She's like, "This is the only." Yes. Push <laughs> And y'all know I like to work out. Like, it, don't get me wrong, but I hate push-ups. Don't tag me in. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's so funny. I was so pumped about the live streaming workouts. Like when we first came out of the gate, I've done it one time. So <laughs> I think I mentioned this last time, but Bramlin and my son and I have been doing the seven minute workout challenges. There's a million of those apps on the phone, but it's so good. And then I, I also mentioned this before, but I'm like 
in love with it is the yoga for beginners. So we do like the seven minute high intensity, chill out for a second and then do the, the yoga app. And it's just like a, it's a great sort of interrupt in the middle of the day. We've been doing it in like the right around lunchtime. So that's, I think I would say that's my favorite thing on the internet is the fact that like there's a workout, like a gym, you know, right there. So for me, uh, as those of you that know me, music is really important in my life. And I am watching more live streaming artists and concerts throughout the day. I have them on nearly constantly. And I absolutely love the amount of music that's being put out there, the exposure that these artists are getting that they normally may not have, but they've adapted. And uh, all I can say is, you know, I encourage everybody to tune in and try and discover something you may not have heard before because there's so much good stuff out there. Yeah. That's great. That is great. Jason, what about you? What's your favorite thing on the internet? Oh, man. <laughs> put you on um, the, well, the Animal Crossing Reddit is pretty good right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I've really seen that. I've really been enjoying, you know, I'm from Kentucky, so. Um, okay. Yeah, I've really been enjoying Andy Bashir's what he's been doing for everyone and his, like, his live streams and stuff like that every day. So I think, you know, paying attention to that. But I've been trying to avoid the internet as much as possible, to be quite honest. I've been trying to stay away from it to limit the amount of craziness that's going on. So trying to stay into things like the Animal Crossing stuff and the Andy Bashir thing is pretty much the limit that I've had. So that's a great I, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that's a great tip for us all like step away from the internet. It almost makes yeah. me feel shame for even asking that question. Like <laughs> that's my I feel like I'm on my phone more than I ever was, even though I am connecting more with my family. I need a break from yeah. the internet. It's a really great reminder. Yeah, like, I okay, so my favorite thing about the internet right now is probably Facebook Messenger. Yeah. So, because it's allowing me to, like, audio call with people, video call with people that I, you know, don't normally do. So that is probably another thing that I'm really enjoying because it's really allowed me to reach out to people that I don't normally talk to, that I'm checking on, making sure that they're okay stuff like that so but i've been trying to avoid it well that's a good tip yeah. does anybody want to say now what their favorite thing is now that we all know i'm just kidding <laughs> i frankly love everything that you guys have been tagging me in because it's funny sean sent me this video with this little scotty dog that has the cutest <laughs> little boy i laughed i watched it like a hundred times and then i sent it to everybody and the dog was just like <laughs> trying to give people tips on what it's like to stay at home it was so cute, and um, I love all the memes. The people are really clever. That's <laughs> probably my favorite thing is the memes. And I hate to say that in a time like this, but the memes are good. They are really good. They are. Good. Really good. I, I posted this. Um, we're from Kentucky as well. And um, I posted this like layout of your house, and it was like all the different bourbons in different rooms, and it was like, go to the bourbon oh, yeah. trail. And <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. trail. <laughs> which I really love that I thought that was so funny but um so lots of really good memes and I guess the very last question is and the most important one of the day is are you watching Tiger King finished we started it the other night and I can't wait to continue it tonight we just started it last night and all I can say is wow 
Yeah, yeah. We had to stop it in the middle of the second episode. It's it's insane. Can't stop. I did. I did. All these people. No, I needed to watch this, and now it's addictive. All these people have been watching all these things, and I just still haven't found time for that. (laughs) Sorry, you will. You're better for it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That's a valid point, Todd. You are. If if we're listening to Jason's advice of step away the it from the internet, just don't even pick up the Tiger King episodes on Netflix because you'll lose your life. So oh, I'm gonna have to do that right away. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love you so much, Sean. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> it's so That's crazy. Awesome. You guys are like delightful on a whole nother level and thank you so much for joining us today i think um our listeners not only learned a lot from you but probably got a really great break in just the insanity that we're all living through so thank you for being with us thanks for hosting thank you for having us i appreciate the invite thank you yeah and so next week we'll be back thank you so much Uh, another episode if you will like share subscribe if you have any questions you can always reach us at hello at francisroy.com until next time